Hey there, I'm Josh Ellis, the Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, and welcome to the Savings Angel Show. I'm podcasting to you on this gorgeous day from Orlando, Florida. I'm an extremely busy consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist, and that guy that turns digital entrepreneurs into media celebrities at Up myinfluence.com. I love what I do and I can't wait to get going on today's episode. So let's get going. Okay, so we're now into the part of the show where you're going to learn how to fight really good. Uh, with, And we're going to do this with uh, my wife, Jenny. Uh, so Jenny Elledge, uh, Mrs. Elledge, uh, you may not know if you're listening to this podcast, uh, but my wife is actually a very accomplished marriage and family therapist. Uh, she's a licensed marriage and family therapist here in Florida. And you also see a lot of couples uh, online as well, like in, 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 in other states. I now, do. You know, technically, yeah. coaching. It's technically it's coaching, uh, but, but Jenny is a licensed marriage and family therapist. You've been doing a lot of really good work with a lot of really good Couples, right? To, be, before we talk about how to fight really well, uh, <laughs> and and by the way, if you're listening to this, uh, you are going to have an unfair advantage uh, in the future once you learn uh, what Jenny's going to teach us. Uh, she actually schooled me on this a long time ago, and um, now we're able to use ninja skills on one another. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. So we both studied family science in college. You mm-hmm. went on and got your master's. Yes, I, I did. I got I got distracted with the whole internet thing. You did. And so I I my believe it or not my goal in life in college was to become a love doctor on the radio. So now through the Savings Angel show, I I don't get to dispense a lot of love advice. Uh, you certainly your skill set uh, at that. Dwarf's mine. Uh, I just, you know, I'm the coupon guy. Apparently, yeah, the coupon guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so share what you do because you're so amazing and I learned so much from you our kids learned so much from you I, I can't I mean I don't even know you, everything you do is kind of confidential it so is kind of confidential. <laughs> it's not like you can come home and talk about like what you did today no it's one of yeah. those jobs that you say like well if I told you I'd have to kill you no not quite like that but <laughs> well thank you for the nice intro Oh, nice. So, yeah, I'm a, a licensed marriage and family therapist in the state of Florida. I've been working with couples, uh, not exclusively. I work with individuals, too. But I do love enjoying. Uh, I do love enjoying. Can you edit that out? Nope. We're, we're going live. There's no editing. Go. Yep. I enjoy working with couples because I really like that dynamic of um, helping with relationships there. So, yeah, I'm going to teach you guys a little bit about a communication skill, if we'd like to hear about it today. Nope, that's all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, my fa- one of my favorite segments on Saturday Night Live is What's Up With That? And so Keenan Thompson, it's like a takeoff of like a BET show where like he's got like all this razzmatazz, like at the beginning of the show, he's got like three really amazing guests mm-hmm. and he never gets to the guests because he's too busy, blah, 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 blah. blah. That's me. That's you. <laughs> that's, so I need to tell you to be quiet, huh? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Okay, okay so uh, yeah, so again... Grab a pencil, grab some, get ready to write this down because I mean, I think I know a little bit about what you're about to share. Yeah. Uh, And so conflict resolution is probably something you see pretty often. Like couples are like, 
uh, like mm-hmm. we f- we argue and fight, which everybody does. Everybody does it. Yeah, and it it's it's like two people. This is how I think of it. Because you and I have heated conversations from time to time as well. What? We have conflict? No yeah, way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and afterwards, we're like, you know, we're two smart people. Mm-hmm. What's wrong? Like, we should be able to solve these things mm-hmm. without all the blah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to let you take the stage right now. Okay. All right. So uh, maybe just talk about it. And I think the first thing that was really helpful is that everybody everybody has conflict. Everybody does. Totally normal. And actually, everybody has perpetual conflict, meaning there is never going to be a satisfactory uh, solution mm. um, for both partners. Everybody yeah. has them. Mm. It, it's due to how we're wired, personality-wise. Like, for instance, you know, spenders uh, tend to be married to savers when it comes to money. And that never, you're going to find some, maybe some different tips along the way to kind of manage that, but you're never going to kind of unwind the personality traits mm. and say, okay, now you're, now you're just like me. It, you know, so perpetual conflict is going to be there for uh, every relationship. So what the goal is to move from these conflicts where you feel kind of gridlocked and you're not moving traction and all you're doing is kind of saying hurtful things to each other is to move to a dialogue where you, your goal is to talk about your own individual needs and feelings and your partner's goal is to listen and to kind of validate those feelings. So what you're saying is... Oh, good, good. <laughs> you're modeling here. So what okay. I what I hear you say is yeah. that's called reflecting. Okay. When you reflect what you've heard your partner say. Right. So I think it's pretty common that everybody like I've got something I want to say. And so I think a lot of times our our tendency is to want to just yeah, 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 you, 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 you. Mm-hmm. Okay, now me. And then, you know, just I'm saving up what I want to oh, say. Yeah. And so we're not really listening because we're just waiting. To say what we want to say. Yeah. Because everybody wants to be what? Heard. They yes. want to be heard. Yeah. Imagine yeah. that. Okay. And there's a way you can do that without going through all the hurtful, you know, things. Or maybe even the, you know, some couples like to be conflict avoiders where they don't ever talk about their conflicts. And that can bottle up and kind of explode over little tiny things. And you're, gonna, you're going, whoa, where did that come from? You're not talking about like stonewalling, are you? Or no, no, I'm talking about general uh, conflict avoiders. Like, oh, so something is so bothering them it, it, over you, and over and over yeah. again. You, you see it a lot in females, but females are kind of conditioned in our society to not really talk about their need beyond kind of like their relational need. Um, so sometimes they just kind of bottle it up in order to keep the peace type of thing. They're like, eh, I'm not going to worry about what my need is. I'm just going to bottle it up and move on with my day type of thing. So, yeah, that, that so anyway, back to, you know, the conflict of you know, um, resolving conflict. Yeah, like I said, you want to move from this idea of uh, I'm going to hurt you to the, let's just have a dialogue about what my needs are, what my feelings are, and you're going to hear me, and then you're going to reflect back what you hear and maybe even validate what I have to say too. Okay. So can uh, what I want to do is like share some very specific examples, like what that sounds like. Well, I need to set up some rules. So oh. the rule is... Um, so we have the speaker and we have the listener. So you're going to take turns. 
you don't need to do this for every type of, you know, small little disagreement, but right. it's helpful for when you're in kind of this gridlock and you're feeling your emotion kind of really rising and escalating. So you kind of go, okay, let's, let's do this little exercise here. Let's do this reflective type of listening, also known as active listening, too. So one person is going to be the speaker. The speaker's job is to talk about themselves. So they're going to use I statements. I feel blah, blah, blah about this, mm-hmm. blah, 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 and what I need from you is blah, blah, blah. That's kind of the general formula right there. I feel blah, blah, blah about this, blah, 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 and mm-hmm. what I need from you is blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be not quite that simple moving forward because, you know, people are complex, but that's kind of the general formula to follow. The reason you want to use I feel statements is that when you start saying the word you, 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 mm-hmm. what do you start to feel already? You start to feel that kind of tension like, oh, 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 I'm under attack. Mm-hmm. And when what happens when you're under attack? Well, my defenses go up. And when my defenses go up, we're not going to have a very productive dialogue. You know, I, I think that that's probably, for me, one of the things that I've just, I've just committed to never use those terms. Plus, speaking in, I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but speaking in absolutes. Yeah. So you always, you never, like if you're beginning a sentence like that, yeah, look out. Because that's just going to escalate. Yeah. For sure. Automatically, you're going to feel defensive. And and also, you're going to also think of examples where, hey, you're wrong. I can think of examples where I wasn't like this. And right. and then you're just getting sidetracked about, um, you know, who you are as a person. Yeah. It feels like a character, um, you know, assassination kind of. You're like making this, me to be this kind of bad person who has this really bad pattern. And it's not always like that. It's just sometimes, right? Right, right. So anyway, yeah, you want to talk about I feel yeah. statements. So for example, like let's say um, we were out in public and I did like an eye roll in front of other people and or something like that. And I embarrassed you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then you you want to let me know. So, so, so for example, what would, how would you say that? So later in the day, yes. like maybe not exactly right then because in front of every else, you will say, hey, babe, when you did that eye roll earlier in the night, I felt really hurt when you did that. And what I need from you to maybe not do that. It makes me feel embarrassed. Ah, good, good, good. All right. Uh, another example. Um, what's what's A bad way of doing that yeah. was saying, I can't believe you did that to me. That was so hurtful. And, and it makes me feel like you don't even care about me. Wow. Which... I, again, I think that that's a very normal thing for people to say mm-hmm. because that's they're just sharing how they feel. They they sharing how they feel, but they're doing it in a way that's you know probably feels I got to protect myself here. So yeah. and so that's why they communicate in that way to the other partner. Yeah, because people don't like to be vulnerable with yeah. their partners. It can be really hard, even when you've been in a long-term committed relationship for a long, long time. It still can be very, very difficult to share your vulnerable parts oh, gosh, of yourself yeah. with your partner because sometimes the, your partner doesn't always receive that in a very loving, kind way. And so right. you kind of learn, oh, being vulnerable hurts sometimes, yeah. not really comfortable, and I don't like the result of it, so I'm not going to always share. So instead of sharing vulnerability, you share anger. 
Mm-hmm. And when you share anger, that just makes the whole thing kind of escalate. Okay. So partner one just said... That's the speaker. The, the speaker. So partner one just said, uh, I feel, uh-huh. right? And then, and what I need from you is... Yeah, and it needs to be a positive need. Right. It, it needs to not be something like... What I need, I need from you is to shut up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I need you not to be annoying, please. That would be great. No, that's just... That's just being sarcastic. It's not a positive need. It need to be, I need you to uh, ask me about my days so I know that you're attuned to my feelings and how Mm. I feel about things, too. Mm. Okay. And so then what would the other partner then say or do when they hear that? Okay. Well, that's getting to the... Oh, I don't mean to... That's getting into (laughs) the... The listener job. There's a couple more things as a speaker. So you want to do I feel statements. You want to also... You know, if it's a hard thing for you to learn how to get attuned to your own feelings, that's going to be kind of a skill that you need to learn how to do. So if you're only used to feeling a couple of emotions like anger, maybe uh, sadness once in a while, but it's mainly anger, you're going to have to explore a little bit of what other types of feeling might be there too. So we actually, just as a side tip, we call anger as a secondary emotion. It usually hides, it's kind of at that big, powerful emotion that hides those more vulnerable emotions, like feeling sad, feeling hurt, feeling disappointed, feeling unwanted. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to feel those things, right? It's very uncomfortable to feel unwanted and lonely and unheard. Um, how do you find, so if anger is a secondary emotion, how do you, because I think sometimes... You know, maybe I don't know how to be introspective enough to Mm -hmm. find out, well, what am I really feeling here? And I'm thinking, tell me where I'm wrong here, is if I say, I'm feeling angry right now, is just to ask myself the question, well, why do I feel angry? So just keep asking why. Well, I feel angry because this happened. And you might need to calm your body down. So part of uh, learning to, you know, another skill set for you to learn is learning how to calm yourself down. We call that uh, self-soothing. So you can do that through deep breathing belly breathing. You can do that through um, muscle relaxation. You can even do that through just even temporary distractions like playing a game on your phone, just letting your body kind of resume and fall back to its normal state. And then once you're feeling a little bit more calm, see what happens when you're angry, you, you get escalated and then you're the, um, the part of your brain called the amygdala starts being activated and that's where your fight, flight, or freeze yep. response kicks in. And that is hardwired into our brain. That That is a hard thing to overcome because it's there for our self-protection. It's there for emergency. But sometimes we activate it through these, you know, emotional types of uh, dialogue. And when it's activated, it actually shuts down the, the prefrontal cortex part of our brain, which is the thinking part the thinking of our brain. thinking part, right. That's the thinking part. <clears throat> and so we know through studies that actually the logical part of the brain does get kind of diminished because the amygdala is like, I'm in charge here. Let me assess the situation, make sure we're all safe here, because that's a job to keep you safe. So that's why the anger seems to be such a big, huge emotion. And even other emotions, too, like feeling extremely sad and hurt, you kind of just kind of shut down type of thing. And your logical brain doesn't always quite, you know, not running at full speed here. So when you can get yourself kind of calm and feeling okay again, that's when those that's a good time to start asking those introspective questions. Like, what's really going on here? Right, right. And so um, so sometimes, like, let's say something like a major stressor happens uh, in a couple. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, I want to argue this out right now. So that 
might not be real effective. No, <laughs> that's the key part of, of the, you know, the conflict resolution skills is learning to address them when you're already feeling calm. So if you're already noticing that you're stressed, you need to take a break. You need to say, I want to talk about this. We're going to get back in about 20 minutes. We recommend at least 20 minutes to kind of, you know, let your body resume back to normal. And then um, then you can start. We call it a gentle, you want to start with a gentle startup. You want to be already calm and you want to talk about your own self. I feel, um, I feel and your feeling and your need, your positive need. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So what's next? Also, another thing to be careful oh, yeah, yeah. of is to be careful of criticizing, blaming, and uh, also contempt. Contempt means things like name-calling, uh, eye-roll. You want to right. avoid those things. In fact, contempt is one of the strongest predictors of divorce. Yeah. So you really do not want to engage in those types of behaviors. It's like this feeling of superiority, like I'm I'm a bit, bigger, better person than you are, and you're just like nothing. So I'm just going to call you a bunch of names and make you feel dumb and stupid type of thing. No. So, but if you're, I mean, this probably just takes practice. So if you've always in, that's just, if you've <laughs> frequently in arguments, you resort to name calling, and that's just normal for you. It's probably just going to take practice to... Yeah. Not to stop doing that, yeah. Because it's while it might feel satisfying to lash out at the other person, I think the, the problem is it's just this is going to be a big bump. And yes, you, you just have to decide. Listen, do I do I want to uh, you know attack the other person, and feel like I'm winning this thing, mm -hmm. or do I want a you know do I want resolution? I, yeah. I I remember hearing this once. It's like, do I want to be right or do I want love? And so I think, you know, if I can remember that, I think sometimes that's helpful to keep my, hum you know, try to, try to be in a more of a space of humility uh, in this and just say, look, I'm just going to swallow my pride here. I'm going to bite my tongue. If there's some things I feel like I want to say, I'm not going to say that because I know that's just going to, that's just going to mess things up here. Yeah, I mean, it's just your ego talking anyway. Yeah. And you don't live, in, you know, in, in a bubble by yourself in the world. You have to relate to people. So it right. can't always be about you anyway. Right. So that's why you don't do things like name calling, because you don't want other people to do that to you, right? Mm. Right, right. Okay. So continuing on. So that's the speaker's job. Yeah. Um, you want to avoid the blaming, criticizing, contempt. You want to use the I feel statement. You want to talk about a positive need. And then... The listener's job has some things that he or she needs to do as well. So the listener's job needs to, first of all, agree to postpone their agenda. So that means they're not going to come in and say, when you're talking, are we okay over there? Yeah, yeah, the yeah audio? I'm sorry, am I distracting you? Well, you're looking <laughs> at the audio. I was just looking at the levels, so that's yeah. okay. You're good, okay. you're good. Okay, good. Josh's uh, volume level is way higher than mine, but <laughs> so we have to make sure we're kind of evened out here. Yeah. Um, with 20-something years of marriage. Broadcasting. Yeah. You've got that broadcasting voice, and I don't. I have the therapy voice, and he has the broadcasting See, voice. Perfect. <laughs> See, we, we settled into our, our correct uh, spaces. Yeah, exactly. I don't know that I'd be good in a therapy situation. I think people would be kind a of... A little intimidated. Leaning, <laughs> leaning back a little bit. Man, this guy. 
coming in strong, coming in hot. Okay, so the listener's job, you have to agree to po- kind of postpone your agenda. You know, this idea of I'm going to prove you wrong. You don't want to really engage in that type of mindset here. And then you, your job is mainly to be an active listener. So some people may even not like to take notes if you're that type of person, or you can just kind of, you know, follow along in your head about what the speaker is talking about. And when the speaker is done talking, what you want to say is what I hear you saying is, and then you want to reflect kind of back all of the things that the speaker said. Now, if the speaker did their job correctly, they will have only talked about their own feeling and there's no criticism going on. And so therefore the listener, all, all that's happening is you're reflecting back your partner's feeling. And then when your and then your partner will the speaker will say yeah, you got it or, eh you don't quite have it like this I really meant it like this mm-hmm. so there can be kind of this back and forth dialogue, about understanding what the speaker you know feelings are and what yeah. they're needed. And again, as the listener, y- you gotta hold you know just kind of your you'll get your turn. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Right now, because everybody wants to feel like they're being listened to, understood, and heard, Mm -hmm. this, boy, I I tell you, this is, I could just speak personally, this is really going to be so much more effective for folks. Oh, yeah. It's going to move your your conversation and dialogue much more quickly through. You're going to get through this if you can engage in this, agree to engage in this type of dialogue back and forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the listener is going to be asking open-ended questions. So, so like, help me understand this. Did you mean it like this when you said that thing? Help me. Is there a story behind that? Because I'm not quite getting where you're coming from. So those are types of open-ended questions. Okay. And then, so, yeah, you're going to summarize and reflect back what you heard your partner say. And then... Um, the last and very important part is to validate and empathize with the speaker. And that can sound something like, yeah, that makes sense that you would feel that way when I did that thing. It makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just reflecting back like a robot type of thing. You're like trying to empathize with your partner's feelings. You want to kind of sit in that space of Okay, that's how you felt. Okay, so you felt really sad. Yeah, I can get, I get that. I can see how you would feel sad, you know, when I did that. Yeah. May not have been my intention, but I can see from your point of view how, you know, you would feel that way. Yeah, and and think about if you're the speaker. So think about your your partner right now. And by the way, when we say your partner, uh, this sort of conflict resolution, this is great for parenting with yeah. kids. Yeah. Oh. You know, Especially as they get older, like into yeah. teenagers, when they can be a little bit more understanding of their complex, you know, feeling. Not really. It's not going to work with a toddler type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, the world's all about them all the time. <laughs> all right. Yeah, and it works well with, you know, partner in partnerships and, you know, businesses. It works yeah. well with friendships mm-hmm. when you have a disagreement with a friend type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So did we, did we cover everything? Yeah. Yeah. Cause then, so then, um, how many, how many things does the speaker get to share? Well, this isn't going to be a monologue, right? So you want to kind of focus on a core issue, the Uh core thing. So this isn't like, I'm going to bring up everything you've been doing wrong and everything I've been feeling for the last five years, right? Mm. It's just what's happening today. Currently you can get Mm. to the other stuff. 
I mean, you're not supposed to carry around grudges anyway type of thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you want to kind of concentrate on what's happening kind of today. So if you're the listener, what if you really, really disagree with what the speaker said? That's the whole point. You don't have to agree here. The point is to just learn what your partner's perception is. So we, if we can enter into this uh, exercise with this idea of we are two partners with mm-hmm. equal and valid perspectives and realities, that's the whole goal. Yeah. So it's not about finding this right and wrong type of thing. We're not in a court. This isn't like a you know trial before a jury type of thing. Mm-hmm. It is um, really about perspective. And perspective is so influenced by many factors that it's not even worth it to try to get into this right versus wrong. Oh, no, when that happened, that happened at 8.05, not 8.10, like you're saying. And it's just not very helpful to the point of, you know, the dialogue. You want to have a dialogue back and forth where we, I understand you and you understand me. And when I share my feeling and I share a need, you receive that with an open heart and a loving kind of embrace. Um, you're going to create this relationship where you do more and more of that. And when you do more and more of this back and forth vulnerability and sharing, you're going to feel connected. And when you feel connected, you generally have a really, very good, healthy relationship. Yeah. You know, one visual that I remember seeing uh, is, you know, imagine two people in their arm wrestling and each person is just pushing as hard as they can against the other person, you know, because I'm going to win. Uh, I'm going to win this thing. And in order to win, that means you have to make the other person the loser. Mm-hmm. When wh- I think what we're talking about is almost, again, imagine two people arm wrestling and uh, I let you win and, and you know, kind of we take turns kind of, kind of going back and forth. So I mm-hmm. let you win, you let me win, you know, and we just kind of go back and forth and back and forth. And then afterwards, like, hey, everybody got a chance to, quote, unquote, win, mm-hmm. or in this case, just feel heard instead mm-hmm. of just like pushing as hard as we can against the other person to try and win an argument. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting into the whole idea of compromise here, which we'll have, maybe we can save that topic for another yeah. time. But yeah, it, the idea behind that is yield to win. You want to yield a little bit in order to win, the winning part being this connection in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, Jenny Elledge, so you are on the web. And uh, in fact, let me get your, we've got your phone number here. Uh, and this would go to your um, assistant, your um, office manager. And I'm actually, I don't know the number. So, because <laughs> I don't call it uh, very often. Uh, so I just pulled <laughs> up jennyelledge.com. That's J E N N Y, Jenny with a Y. Yep. Uh, and Elledge, of course, is E-L-L and then Edge, E-D-G-E. And uh, your office manager is 407-901-7988. Is that right? That's is that, do we have right. To, that's the way I'll go. We got the right phone yeah. number on there. Okay. Yep. I, I'm the webmaster. Uh, so uh, every once in a while, it's nice to kind of double check, make sure I have the correct information on there. And um, so t- just share like what sorts of things that you can help uh, couples and individuals with? And and then, yeah, I'll, I'll let you start with that. And I've got a couple other questions about that. So what do I help couples with? Yeah, yeah I, I help them with anything and everything that comes through the door. So that can be anything from, you know, kind of longstanding issues that have been going on, uh, things that may have been brought over from childhood into their current relationship that they are still kind of struggling with. 
Uh, it can be things like infidelity, yeah. um, uh, sexual issue. It really is anything that right. <laughs> that happens in a couple relationship. Right, right. I mean, you got two different people, or just you know, they love each other, you know, in their heart, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, what is the what is it like? Like, if someone's never talked with a, a therapist or counselor, like. What is the experience like? And again, uh, probably most people listening to this interview or listening to this podcast right now would probably engage with you online. So how does that work? Oh, online? Online is, you know, the studies show it's very similar to in office, except it tends to be a little bit easier because you don't have to drive anywhere. You just pop onto your computer. But the experience of it, we have found through studies that it's uh, very similar to you you still get the therapeutic benefit mm-hmm. as in showing up in the office. Um, so really, you just kind of show up on a secure platform, kind of like a Zoom call or a Skype type call, and you go back and forth and talking. So mm-hmm. so long as everyone has a good high speed internet, and there's no buffering going on, it, mm-hmm. it should be good. Okay. So and and if they have any questions on that, so they can call four zero seven nine zero one seventy nine eighty eight, and they could probably just ask your manager all about like how does this work how does that yeah work? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, how much does it cost so I charge a hundred dollars mm-hmm. uh, per session it's actually a very competitive rate oh that is for especially for your level of experience yeah you've you and by the way this is generally when you see clients you're not seeing them for years and years and years no no, no. <laughs> especially with couples uh, relationships. So it kind of depends. So I won't know like how long it's going to take until I meet with you type of thing. But, you know, some issues can be solved in four to eight sessions. Some take, you know, three to six. And Mm -hmm. if it's a long standing issue, like infidelity type of issue, that's going to take longer, like a year or so, because we've got to uncover and unpack some issues there. But think of the value of, you know, being able to, you know, think of the best time of your relationship that you've ever had with your loved one, uh, or even if you have conflict with uh, an older child or something like that, and to 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 be focused together, uh, and, and to to get that resolved, you know, going on maybe you know if you're at a point in your relationship where you know even vacation, you're like, you know, you're going to fight on vacation and stuff, and you know to be able to so quickly resolve that so it's not an issue think of the value of being able to have that in back in your relationship that that's possible right with, oh for sure yeah with yeah. with with uh you know being able to uh, experience uh, couples counseling yeah. Uh, yeah wow well that's awesome so jenny anything else any other parting words or any other things that- yeah something that you know couples will want to understand is that um your therapist, whoever, or your counselor, whoever you choose to kind of partner up with in this journey is that they are not going to be coaching you one way or the other. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to, if you're kind of on this fence of do I stay in or do I leave type of thing, Mm -hmm. your uh, counselor should kind of support you in your decision-making process. They're not going to lean you one way or the other. They may ask you, what is your decision? Do you want to try staying in? While we work through a couple of counseling, because, of course, we know that it does work. It doesn't work for every situation, but it does work for a lot of them. Wow. So wow. if you're kind of worried about, oh, I don't want to go because I don't want my counselor telling me to do one thing when I don't want to do it. That's right. not, that's not the, the case there. Right. So it's more client 
led or like what what's is there a term for that or well the, the therapists always want to meet the client's value right they don't want to impose their own personal biases or values on to the client that's great that's great yeah. okay cool so uh again the phone number you can 407-901-7988 your office manager's great what's her name well you can meet with uh, cindy or lisa okay and then I also have a web, uh, um, an email, jenny at jennyellard.com, too, if you want to ask me any question that way, too. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Jenny, thank you so much. All right. So for the person who's been listening to this conversation, uh, by the way, Jenny is a wealth of information. Uh, if you would, I, I'm kind of, boy, I'm like, I'm like having so much fun. I'm like, man, I've been podcasting for getting on six years now. We this is like almost embarrassing. This is the first time we've done this. I think you know I'm more of the podcasting personality. You like to not necessarily uh, podcast, and so maybe that might have been you know part of the hesitation that we never kind of got around to doing this. Sure, but sure. if you would like to hear Jenny again, or you'd like to hear because you Jenny could you could probably teach a lot of good stuff if we were to have you on uh, again. Yeah. So maybe we should do this on a regular basis. And so whatever your, do you take requests? Sure. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> the phone lines are open. We take requests. Actually go to, if you just search Savings Angel in Facebook, join our Facebook group. Um, you can post there like, hey, really love the conversation with Josh and his wife. Uh, learned a lot of really great skills, blah, 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 whatever you want to say. Um, but just let us know what you want to hear about. Out, uh, or uh, again, if you maybe more privately want to make a request, then of course you can send an email directly to Jenny, uh, Jenny at JennyElledge.com. That's J-E-N-N-Y. Elledge is E-L-L-E-D-G-E. I know how to spell that last name pretty well. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and and Jenny, when we have you back sometime, we'll have to talk about, because uh, I don't think I've really ever shared uh, our story of how we met and oh, that's I don't, a good one. Well, yeah, it's, it's, I'll just, I'm going to give a little teaser. Mm-hmm. We got engaged after knowing each other for 20 days. I know. right? All right. And we've been married for now getting what, 24. 20, yeah. We're going on 24 years 24 now. 24 years. Yeah. Oof, this fall. Wow. That's But amazing. we're not that old really. Now <laughs> we are so young, so hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly, like I said, the picture that's on Savings Angel right now, you can see our family. And I, I said, man, the kids look so different. Like they're so much older than, because the pictures of, it's a few years old. <laughs> you. But you and I, we, we have an age today. We look amazing. Oh, oh, oh. wow. Look at you go. <laughs> well, I, I, you, I should say you look amazing. Me, oh, I'm, you I'm, look- I'm goofy as all, goofy <laughs> looking as all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jenny, thanks for joining us. All right, take care. Bye.